Hi, folks. Welcome into the Data Drip Podcast. I'm Kelly Koleffel, your host. Every other week, we'll bring you insightful interviews with some of the brightest minds across the data community. We're going to cover topics such as AI and ML, Gen AI, enterprise data and analytics, various data workloads and use cases, data culture, and a whole lot more. Today, I am exceptionally pleased to be joined by Arthi Sridharan. She is Vice President of Data Insights and Analytics at Body. I knew them as the Beachbody company. So some of you, P90X, those types of things, very, very cool stuff we're going to talk to Arthi about. She is an accomplished data and technology leader, vast experience in data engineering, management, and analytics. She also has expertise in dimensional modeling, data migrations, master data management, big data, and cloud data platforms. Arthi spent the last 18 years at Body building the organization's data architecture and data engineering, QA, and analytics teams. Arthi, welcome into the show. It's wonderful to have you in today. Thank you so much, Kelly. I'm very happy to be here. Well, I am looking forward to diving into Body's data journey. But before we talk about that, why don't you give everyone a little bit of perspective about who Body is today and then your current role as well? Absolutely. Body is a health and fitness company, as you mentioned formerly, and we are the makers of famous home fitness videos like P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, and many, many, many more programs. We have a streaming site customers could go and subscribe to, and they could access workout programs from the library. Apart from the digital subscription we also offer nutritional products, for example, Shakeology, which is like a meal replacement drink and pre-workout and post-workout recovery drinks and a lot of other good nutritional products as well. And the third type of product which we sell is bike, which is like a stationary bike, which has a tablet and you could stream bike-related workout and do the workout itself. My role as a VP of uh, Data Insights and Analytics at Body is to serve and support all the data needs in the company. I manage the data engineering team and corporate analytics team and also marketing intelligence platform to support the CRM initiatives. Very cool. Well, there's so much to kind of talk about as we go through this. When you look at where we are today, what are some of the key industry trends in this health and fitness space that you're seeing right now, Arthi? The first and foremost thing is people want the flexibility of working out at home or being able to go outside the house. Hybrid fitness is like a big thing now. The second thing is it's not just about physical fitness anymore. It's also about mental fitness. It's about mindful eating. It's holistic. The third thing which I would say is use of technology and integrating technology to monitor our fitness goals. Customers are wanting to monitor their heart rate when they're working out, when they're doing cardio, or they want to monitor sleeping patterns to see if they're getting enough sleep, or they want to monitor what they're eating, right? And keep a tab on all the things that I want to eat and to make sure that I'm just like thinking about the complete fitness and not just about building muscles or working out and losing weight. So that's, again, that's a very positive change. These are all the things which uh, we are addressing at Body. 
at Body Today, how is the organization thinking about the use of data and analytics playing into these three different dimensions that you talked about? At Body, we always focus on the customer first. When we acquire the customer, when they come to our site, first thing is we want to help them select a product that fits their goal, right? Not everybody is wanting to do the same thing. And we have different types of workout programs for beginners, for intermediate, and for advanced level customers. We want to recommend uh, the right product based on a survey that they take. And we, you know, that recommendation engine is very, very key because they are, after all, wanting to do the workout at home. And so it has to be a great experience. The next thing is after we acquire the customer, we want to be able to give them a great onboarding experience. Once they sign up, what do they do next? So we want to tell them how to use our products. What are all the different products? How can they build their fitness goal uh, by using all these programs? We have something called a body block, which gives you a schedule of workout programs five days a week, three weeks in a month. So your, your schedule is all set. All you have to do is log in in the morning and just do the workout, which is assigned. The third thing is the engagement is important and we want to monitor customers' engagement and support them in their fitness journey. So if they're doing great, we send out like a notification. We send out an email saying, great, you did like four out of the five workouts this week and which is awesome. Keep up the good work. Or if we see that they are not engaged for whatever reason and they're off track, we want to give that gentle reminder saying, hey, you may want to get back on track because we see that you have worked out like once this week. So it's it's very important to help the customer throughout their fitness journey because after all, fitness journey is just not like one or two days, right? You have to, it's a, it's a lifetime thing and you want to lead that disciplined lifestyle and uh, take care of yourself. Oh, terrific. Now, I want to explore a little bit. You've been at Body for a while. I really want to get into, you've had so much experience going on-prem to the cloud and not just an on-prem source to the cloud, but literally taking infrastructure, moving to the cloud and doing everything from a data program standpoint there. But what I'd like to do before that is Talk me through when you got to Body, what was the biggest data challenge that you had at that time? May have solved it now. What is the biggest data challenge currently that you have going forward? The challenge was we had three disparate data warehouses. And that was because when, when we originally started the company, we were a 100% direct marketing company. So uh, we had a data warehouse to house customer information, auto management information. Obviously, we had to build a digital streaming platform. Believe me or not, earlier we were selling DVD and VHS tapes. Then I was a customer. To... I was a customer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we had to build this digital streaming platform. And when we did that, we had to create a second data warehouse to host the streaming data. And we had a third data lake to house the social media data, web analytics data, and so on and so forth. And as I said, like this is typical growth pain, right? When the company grows really fast. As a result of these three disparate data sources or data warehouses, when we wanted to look at 360 degree view of a customer, we had to get data from these three data warehouses, we had to stitch the data together, we had to merge them to analyze the data, which takes time. 
also managing and maintaining three different data warehouses, different technology stack is expensive and it is a lot of work. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to centralize the data warehouses and also move to the cloud, which is what we did. That's definitely building the foundation, if you will, right? So now we have one central data warehouse and which is on the cloud. Now that we have finished the foundation work, we are able to focus on the analytics. The first and foremost thing, which I would say for people who are wanting to take this route or do this journey is that you want to get buy-ins from your leadership team. When I say your leadership team, not just your own leader, but across the organization, because data cuts across the organization. You want all your C-suite employees to support you, right, in this journey, which is key. And once you do that, you want to have a very, very thorough planning to be done. In our case, we did planning down to inventory of all the tables we had, all the ETL jobs, all the reports, and all the downstream applications that uses the data. Down to that level, the execution of it will be easier. And also you gain the confidence that you can come up with a realistic plan when you plan to that detail. The third thing is the change management aspect. You could build a fantastic data warehouse, like fancy one, but at the end of the day, if it's not being used, it's of <laughs> you don't you don't gain the value of doing all the hard work. So definitely involve the stakeholders right from the beginning. Make sure they're part of the journey. Phased approach is another one. In our case, like we had three different data warehouses. We moved the first one, which is small. When I say move, like not just the data warehouse, like we moved everything, all the downstream applications and everything over so that we could learn from it and we could apply it in subsequent phases. Those three data warehouses, those were all on-prem at the time? Uh, it was a combination. Some were on-prem, some were on the cloud. You talked, too, about the fact that you had this kind of this end-to-end -end that you wanted to move to the cloud. And I, I think about how did you avoid being overwhelmed by the number of ETL processes, the scheduling and orchestration that you had in place? I mean, a lot of those things had to shift. What would you have done differently now, knowing what you know, based on those past experiences? Account for more time for data validation. In the first place, we definitely underestimated, we accounted for the work, but we underestimated the level of effort it would take for data validation, which is a big piece because we did serve multiple departments, including finance and accounting. And when you serve those departments, you want data validation, data reconciliation to be done down to the penny. The other thing is, be mentally prepared for change to happen because typically, depending on the size of the data and data warehouses in your organization, these are, we are talking about multi-year projects, right? And things could change. <laughs> you would plan for something and things could change. In our case, we started the planning and then COVID hit. So you had the, call it the legacy side, but let's say you had a business unit that said, hey, Arthi, I've got a brand new data product or analytic report or something that hasn't been created before. It's not part of that legacy. Did you just go ahead and instantiate that in that new cloud infrastructure, giving yourself a chance to show some of that value quickly while this phased implementation was going on or phased modernization was going on? We moved not just the data warehouse, we tried to take all the downstream reports and rewire them to the new data warehouse and hand that over to the stakeholders so they can touch and feel it. 
And so we planned it out in such a way that we could create any new dashboards or reports in the new data warehouse so that it could be delivered to the stakeholder quickly. Excellent. How did you make adjustments from the early days of during this process of doing data validation to, let's say, how you might do it today on something that you are modernizing or migrating over? I would have adjusted is see if I could have leveraged any of those data quality monitoring tool as part of the migration itself. And for various reasons, we couldn't do that. I mean, increased scope, increased budget, and so on and so forth. So we had to come up with scripts, custom-built scripts in-house in order to do the data validation. And obviously, when you have to build something custom and from scratch, it takes time and effort and energy. That's something which I, I would have thought slightly differently. Let's say you've got budget, greenfield, you could build, you could buy today. How do you balance that out for your data program today? Where do you look to build? Where do you look to buy? Where's the inflection point for one versus the other? It's important to understand the ROI to some degree because there are some initiatives where probably you're just testing the waters, right? You don't want to spend millions of dollars in buying something to test the waters. You want to build a data product to support that experimentation. If that works, then you can probably go and invest more. In my mind, it boils down to what you're trying to achieve, what problem you're trying to solve for, or what question you're trying to answer, and what is the ROI on that. Based on that, you can make decisions. And we do have products which we have built in-house. When we buy a product, we got to keep in mind there are several cost factors, right? It's not just the initial licensing cost. It's like you have to consider the implementation cost. We have to consider if there is any customization that we have to do to support our company's goals. We have to consider that customization cost. We have to consider training cost and ongoing maintenance. So you would want to consider all of these costs you want to see if it aligns with your long-term strategy and if it makes sense to buy that product, right? And that's, that's the deciding factor. You talked about the importance of planning in this going to the cloud, especially on-prem to the cloud. What was key to you to get the C-suite, to get the key business stakeholders in and on board right in the beginning in this planning phase to have everybody moving the same direction? You can't go to your CEO or CFO and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop everything that I'm doing and just do this project for like next three years. That's not going to, that's not going to work. Right. So you need to be able to support what you're doing in addition to doing this project. And so it's a lot of tiny little things that you will have to plan out. And once you understand the scope of it, it's important to communicate. We try to lay down clearly indicating, okay, what are the milestones, right? How do the C-level executives gain the confidence that we are moving in the right direction? So it's very important to indicate those things, right? And highlight, okay, what milestones are we going to achieve? And that way, it's easy for them to track the status and also be very forthright and tell them, okay, this, you know, what the what the pitfalls are. The way you communicate to them should give them the confidence that we have thought through everything. Amazing. No, very, very nice. 
your background is incredible. And I, I think about how every single organization today, we're trying to get a greater level of diversity in leadership, done an outstanding job at growing your career at Body. What would you say to encourage other women to break into tech? What would you tell them today? Whenever I have the opportunity, try to talk and mentor people who ask me suggestions and talk about their career, mainly in data, the women in my organization, encourage them to take things which are new, which are in their realm, but which are new and kind of get them out of their comfort zone, right? Do that. And also attend career day at school. I was surprised how many kids know about data and analytics and the questions they were asking. It was fascinating to see them. When I was young in the field, I remember like going and asking for help and people were very, very generous and they were so kind and they went out of their way to help me out. I feel it's my turn to give it back to the community and help everybody in the data community with my learnings. There's no more giving community than the data community. Everybody's willing to share. We may not all have the same opinion or the same perspective, but it's really interesting to get that and then you can learn and then you can decide what's the right direction for you, whether it be a tech, a way to go with people in your organization or a particular approach or, or process that you want to take on. Well, this has been fantastic, Arthi. I really appreciate you joining the show and I'm looking forward to keeping up with everything you're doing at Body. Thank you so much and thanks for the opportunity. This is awesome. Thank you to, to everybody who listened in today. We appreciate each one of you. Please do subscribe to the podcast, any of the major platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and certainly visit us at 5trancom slash podcast. You can also send us feedback. We'd welcome your comments at podcast at 5trancom We would love to hear from you. See you soon. Take care.